At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Saturday. Welcome into Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN, the sports betting network, where today you get a full slate of NBA games as we return from the All Star break. Lots of top 25 action in college hoops. And still, there is football to discuss. Welcome in. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with me here on VEASAN as we get you set for a wonderful day of betting here in the NBA and in college hoops. Uh, lots to get to on the show. We're even going to talk some NFL draft with Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. We'll go over college basketball with Joe Ranieri of Wager Talk and Sports Grid. We've got so much to get to as we welcome the NBA back from the All-Star break as they got underway on Thursday, but you get a nice fat slate of games between last night and today as the NBA gets back underway after the All-Star break with so much changing post-trade deadline and all-star break and where teams are going to go. And let's start with a different angle on the NBA. As far as the odds to get the number two seed in each conference, I think it's an interesting conversation, particularly in the East, as there are a lot of teams vying right now, Chicago, Miami tied atop the Eastern Conference. We know that Phoenix in the West pretty much has a lock on it right now. I think they have a six and a half game lead over Golden State. So, you know, it would be, I wouldn't call it a monumental collapse, but it would be a rather big collapse if they were not to get the the number one seed out West. But you're looking at a, uh, it's a six game lead, excuse me. You're looking at a situation here. And let's start with the East as far as the odds are concerned. And you see the 76ers and the Bulls, are tied to get the number two seed at plus 250 with the heat right there at plus 275. I think Chicago is the team that's going to be able to do it. Uh, and, and we're going to expand this conversation here a little bit to the MVP odds. And, and really, DeMar DeRozan is the reason why. Um, I think this is a guy in a team right now where this sort of thing matters to them. You have to remember the Bulls really haven't been relevant in quite some time uh, as far as what they used, comparatively speaking, to what they used to be. But this matters to DeRozan. It is his first shot on the national stage. It's the first time in his career he's really been looked at as a top five player in this league and never had the conversation of MVP as he's gone along throughout his career. So I believe that matters to him. I believe the Bulls want this. I, I think the number one seed matters to them, as does home court advantage. I think Miami may be one of the more complete teams in the entire Eastern Conference. But that said, uh, you have questions around Jimmy Butler as far as how much will he play down the stretch. Obviously, it matters to them to have him healthy in the postseason. They've had a lot of injuries to deal with. Miami has. I know they've come back healthy from the All-Star break, but this is a spot where 
you know, Miami is probably more invested, as is Eric Spolstra, in resting guys, making sure they have fresh legs for the postseason than necessarily worrying about home court advantage. The 76ers are interesting just because what will they look like? We saw James Harden have a big night last night in his first night in uniform. How much will that continue? What will they look like? Obviously, Joel Embiid and his health may cause him to rest a little bit more down the stretch. And these are all things that you have to kind of factor into when looking at where you're going to place your bet. Milwaukee, the fourth uh, highest favorite to finish at the two seed at plus 350. I'm not touching Milwaukee for the simple fact that I don't think they care. Like, Milwaukee is good enough, and they know and they understand enough after winning the title last year, as does Mike Budenholzer, that, like, you know what? Let's just fly under the radar here. Let's not really try to make too much noise. It's almost like we've forgotten that Milwaukee is the defending champs. It's almost like we've forgotten that they had the best player in the league. It's almost like we've forgotten that Milwaukee really should be the odds-on favorite to win the title again. But they're not because they're in Milwaukee, and you kind of just forget about teams from Milwaukee. So uh, I don't think it matters to them. I think they know that they're good enough to win the East again. It doesn't matter what position that they're in. So they'll be smart about it and be judicious as they go down the rest of the stretch and kind of look at, you know, where uh, where they need to rest guys as opposed to win games. The Cavaliers are probably a team I'd be really concerned with right now. Um, they may fall off. And they've got an interesting contest because uh, tonight they play against um, – why is it slipping my mind? It's such a big NBA slate tonight. But uh, they got a game to, to, tonight against a team that isn't very good. And uh, it'll come to me in a second here as my screen reloads. Um, I just worry about them and how much experience they have. You see these young teams start to falter a little bit. You know, in these big moments, they wilt a little bit, and it's just a tough bet. I know they've been great to betters all year long as far as against the number, um, and they really have kind of, you know, helped betters uh, be successful. But as far as winning down the stretch and as far as this is a team that, you know, uh, I could put a lot of faith in, uh, they're playing Washington. That's right. And and uh, the Wizards had a double overtime game last night that they lost. This is a spot where Cleveland really should pounce on a Washington team that isn't very well well rested. But I worry about them in a spot like this today, um, given where they are. And they've got to play some of the better teams in the East. Celtics 16-1, I think, are a great bet. This is this team right now is playing so well. Their defense is giving up just 96 points per game over their last 10 games. And defense at this point in time is what is going to push teams through. Because as I said, a lot of these other teams are going to be judicious about when they rest their stars, about how much they're going to push these guys down the stretch. And so the Celtics look like a team to me backing at 16 to one to get the number two seed because they are where they are as far as uh, number of games back at this point in time. It's really tough to just leapfrog that many teams. Currently, they sit in sixth in the Eastern Conference, just four and a half games back of the top spot. But again, you got to leapfrog five teams to get to number one and four teams, obviously, to get to number two. But it's not impossible. It's just really hard because you need a lot of help from other teams to continue to lose games. So from that standpoint, I love Boston. I love what they're doing right now. I love the way they're playing. They have an early tip today against uh, Detroit, a team that they dumped a game to. Uh, after winning nine straight, very unexpected. Uh, let's see how they react today at a very early tip at noon um, against the Detroit team that they're clearly much better than. Uh, so I would expect the Boston to bounce back handily today. But, you know, I like the way the Celtics are playing at this point in time. And so I think it's a very interesting bet for the Celtics to get the number two seed. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Obviously, they're very well coached. And what do we know about the Celtics? They're great during the regular season, and they choked during the playoffs. So if I'm making a bet that they're going to finish second in the East at 16-1, to I think you're getting great value for a Boston Celtics team that is super hot right now and playing really well. 
Let's flip over to the Western Conference. Uh, as you see the odds there to get the number two seed. Again, Warriors minus 200. Grizzlies plus 180. Uh, you see the Suns plus 700 because, again, as I said, this would be a, a massive collapse, a six-game lead. What is it, about 20 games to play, 20, 25 games to play for some of these teams. Uh, and and so it wouldn't be a massive collapse, but it would be a big collapse. But I don't think the Suns are, are, are going to fall apart that way down the stretch. You see the Jazz at 16-1. They're 11.5 back of first place right now, 5.5 back of the Warriors for second place. Mavericks and Nuggets, you see some long odds there. They're not teams I really have a ton of faith in to be able to overtake the three teams, Utah, Memphis, and Golden State. But I do like the Grizzlies here. Um, they're upstart. Again, these young teams, some of this, th this matters to them more, right? Like the Warriors, they don't care where they finish. It, it's not important to them. They know they have a deep enough team to go out and win a title. And that's all that matters to them. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to go on the road for a game seven. They're not afraid to go play anywhere against anybody to go win a series because they've done it before. So this is a situation where I look at Memphis uh, wanting to prove doubters wrong, wanting to show people that, hey, we belong with the best in the West. We belong in that conversation to be one of the best teams in the NBA. And they are, um, you know, they're, they, they play, you know, incredibly solid basketball all the way around. Uh, and they have a big game today coming up against Chicago. It'll be interesting to watch those two teams play. It should be a fun game uh, that I'll handicap later on in our NBA pick segment. But this is a Memphis team that I would probably look at. And even though the, the, the number isn't great at plus 180, you're getting plus money. It's not a terrible bet getting nearly two to one back, considering where the rest of the odds are for everybody else. Warriors are minus money. And the Jazz, uh, the Jazz may be too much of a long shot to be able to overcome and get to that number two seed. So I think it's really, really interesting where we are in the West uh, with the teams that could get the number two seed. But as I said, like Boston in the East at 16 to one, because I think it, it, it matters to them the most um, to try and get to the top or to, to the second spot in the East. And the same thing for the Grizzlies in the West at plus 180. That's probably where I'd put my money for both of those situations. Now, I do want to pivot real quick to the NBA MVP discussion. Uh, and as I mentioned, DeMar DeRozan before, uh, still at plus 1,000, still at 10 to 1 to win the MVP. I'm not really sure that there is a ton of value anywhere else to place your money at this point in time. You know, the, the Joel Embiid value train left a long time ago. <laughs> you know, if you didn't get him back uh, in, in December and in November, uh, you're just, you know, it, it's it's just not a bet at this point in time you want to make when you could have gotten it at, at 25 to 1, uh, the way things were. So DeRozan is the guy that I'm still going to put my money on, and his odds have shrunk. Um, clearly, he was a long shot weeks and months ago because nobody really believed in him. But still, at 10 to 1, it's a great return on your investment. Uh, I don't think he'll get it. I honestly don't just because, again, I, I think there's so many of NBA voters who have this sort of bias in mind. There is a little bit of a contingent with voters like, oh, we already gave it to Nikola Jokic. Oh, we already gave it to Giannis twice. Like, let's look for somebody else who is deserving. So that works into Rosen's favor because he's never been part of this conversation before. But it also works for Joel Embiid because he's never really been part of this conversation before this deep into this season. So uh, for Embiid, it's about staying healthy. It's about finishing strong down the stretch. Uh, does he have to win a scoring title or anything like that? No. I think that's one of those things where it matters for DeRozan. Uh, if he wins a scoring title, his team gets the number one seed in the East. These are things that are hard to deny proof uh, for a guy like DeRozan to be able to be named the MVP. Now, 
Embiid again leading the NBA in scoring. If he finishes second behind Giannis, is it going to change anything for him? I, I don't think so. I think there is a sentiment that says, look, uh, if Philadelphia finishes in the top two spots in the East uh, and, and they are being paced by him, and even with James Harden coming in, if it seems to make Embiid better, uh, then, then all these things are going to play into his favor as far as getting it. But I just don't see the value at the bet at plus 145. He's become much of a heavy favorite in this spot. So, uh, again, I'll hope for DeMar DeRozan to get some love publicly and nationally for the season that he's put together here in 2021-2022. All right, coming up next, we'll turn our attention from the NBA to college. Lots of top 25 action, some huge games on the slate today. I'll get you my selections, the games I'll break down. All coming up next here on Point Spread Saturday. I am Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for joining us. You're watching and listening to Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get the analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today and get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you joining us here. We'll get to the NBA coming up for the end of this hour, as well as good friend Joe Ranieri from Wager Talk and Sports Grid will join us as we break down some college hoops. we got some more NFL discussion for the NFL draft and possible division winners. We took a very early look at the NFL. Always fun to do that. All coming up before the end of the show. But again, thank you so much for joining us here on VSIN. And a quick nod to our Hoops Madness betting guide. Guys, I I got to tell you, I got it last year, and it is absolutely worth every single penny. There is so much great information in it. Uh, you cannot underscore, if you're a better and you like data and you like numbers, how much you can get uh, for a very low price of $19 in the Hoops Madness betting guide. It is an absolute necessity for betting through the NCAA tournament. Just a, a quick personal story and a personal note on how good that guide is. So it's worth the time and the money to go get it. All right, let's look at college basketball because a huge top 25 slate 
this morning or the today rather coming up between plenty of big matchups. Uh, and I think when you look at where we are in college basketball, now you got about three or four games left in the regular season for a lot of these teams. They're playing. A lot of these teams are playing some other ranked opponents. These are kind of wins that become very important to tournament resumes. And coming up later in the show, we are going to do some blind resumes for the NCAA tournament, comparing teams to see who has got a better resume uh, to win the NCAA tournament and the odds that they have against them. So uh, lots of college basketball talk coming up. But let's start here today with some of the games inside the top 25 and the Big Ten. Number four, Purdue, uh, traveling to East Lansing to take on the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, this is a number here uh, at minus three. Well, you see four and a half. Obviously, the line has moved. But Purdue laying a short number in a total of around 148. Um, Purdue is number five in America in points per game at 82. They're number two in three-point shooting, shooting over 40% uh, from beyond the arc. Purdue nine and one in their last 10 games straight up, although they're only four and six against the number and on an 0-4 ATS run. Purdue has a huge advantage in size over Michigan State. Um, you talk about this team, Zach Eady, their big man, Jaden Ivey, their point guard. I mean, these are th this whole team, this whole front line is 6'9 or better. And Zach Eady, Zach Eady rather, is the, is the seven-footer, uh, just a huge guy. I don't like the way Michigan State is playing as of late. They lost five of six, um, and they are one and seven against the spread in their last eight games. Their offense is averaging just 68 points per game over their last 10 games. Now, they are a very good three-point shooting team as well, 12th in America. But the real question about this game for me is how desperate is Michigan State? In reality, you can look at their resume. They really only have one quality win, and that was at Wisconsin. Uh, and then they lost at home to Wisconsin. But you'd really try to put this, this Michigan State team together. They are fading uh, in the Big Ten and overall, they're probably still going to make the tournament because it's Tom Izzo and it's Michigan State, and it's very, very tough to leave them out. But this is a team right now that needs a win badly. And how desperate are they uh, against a team like Purdue uh, that they're hosting here at home uh, and, and a spot where they need to win? And this is just a superior offensive team to Michigan State. And I don't know that they have an answer for, for, for Purdue's size. Uh, it's tough to lay four points, four and a half points in this spot here. But I think that, you know, I can back Purdue just because of the way I've seen Michigan State play. It would be a, a huge win for them and a necessary win for them to come out and win today. Now, like, obviously, they could still cover the four and a half. But, you know, Purdue's offense is just so incredibly tough to slow down. Uh, and again, Michigan State, without hitting a barrage of threes today, I don't think they can keep up. I'll lean on Purdue laying the four and a half here just because I don't really like the way Michigan State has played. and Their offense has sputtered down the stretch here uh, with a couple of games to go. It is, it is a must-win spot for the Spartans. They, they feel kind of desperate at this point in time to really put another signature win on their resume. But still, I'll back the Boilermakers here as the much better team. Turn our attention to the SEC, where number six, Kentucky, travels to Arkansas. Uh, and, and you get the classic spot where you have the lower-ranked team laying points to the higher-ranked team here. Arkansas minus two uh, and a total of 147. Uh, as we look at this game here between the Wildcats and the Razorbacks. Arkansas has been a great spread team all year long. 18-10 and 10 on the season. They're 3-0 against ranked opponents with outright wins against Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. They're 15-1 at home, 10-6 against the number. This is a very good team. Um, they're bad three-point shooting team offensively, but they are a good offensive team, and they like to get out and run. 
I have a real hard time betting against the Wildcats. They're one of the most complete teams in America. I don't want to bet against Arkansas at home, but I also don't want to bet against Kentucky, especially when they're catching points. It's one of those scenarios where it's just like, you know, I don't see a real clear reason to be on the side because I think there's value for both of these teams on the side. So I'll look to the total here. And despite the fact that both of these teams are just five and five to the over in their last 10 games, these are two really competent offenses. And when you start to look at their SEC schedule and what they've played and how well they've done, you know, they really have showed up well against other good offensive teams. And so this is a little bit of a contrarian overplay here for me, but I, I'm, you know, I can look for reasons to try to find the under, but I don't need to fight it. You know, when I get a high total like this, I feel like bookmakers are telling me they know that this thing is going to be fast paced and I'll buy into that. I, I don't think there's a reason to fight against it. It is a high number. And we've seen both of these teams go under this number before. It's why I feel like it's a little bit of a contrarian play, but I'll look to the over here just because Kentucky will push the pace as will Arkansas. Their arena is fantastic. Uh, in these games, again, it, it was a it was a fairly low scoring game against Auburn, uh, where Arkansas won at home. Uh, you know, and, and Kentucky has has won high scoring contests before against teams like Kansas, uh, certainly against teams like Tennessee, who had a really good defense, able able to win a high scoring game. So I'll feed into both of these offenses here with a small play on the over 147. Staying in the SEC, speaking of Auburn, the number three ranked Auburn Tigers are in Tennessee. Uh, and Tennessee here, also an interesting spot for the Volunteers. Uh, sort of a mixed bag results for this team as uh, they are catching points here, three and a half, uh, I'm sorry, laying points rather, three, three and a half at home against Auburn. Auburn has struggled on the road mightily this year. They are six and seven against the spread. They have outright losses to Florida and Arkansas. In their last four games, Florida and Arkansas losses a two-point win over UGA and a one-point win at Missouri, both of those ranked as the number one team in America. Tennessee is fantastic at home, 14-0 straight up, 8-6 against the number. Tennessee's got the number 24 defense in America. They give up just under 63 points per game and allowing opponents just to shoot 40% from the field. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to back the volunteers. Um, I, I think this is a spot here where you see Auburn struggling on the road. They only scored 58 against a team like Arkansas. They only scored 63 against Kentucky and 73 against a bad defense in Bama. Uh, this is a spot where I just don't trust Auburn to show up the way they have. They're a completely different team at home than they are on the road. That's enough for me to lay it with the volunteers whose defense is good enough to sort of choke out a very competent Auburn offense. So when this game breaks down the way it does, it's just hard to back Auburn here. Um, even though they're catching points, I think Tennessee is the right side, given how good they are at home and how good their defense is. One more game to get to. Finally, we'll go to the Big 12. Kansas, number five Jayhawks at number 10 Baylor. Um, Baylor is laying three points at home here in a total of 150. The wrong team is favored. Baylor is probably very overrated at this point. Like, they have two good wins. Uh, they, they have a win at Texas. They have a win against Villanova, but that was way back in December. I think the season was much different. And can you count the Michigan State win as something valid? I, I guess. Um, but this is a team that's highly overrated. This is the first time that Kansas has been a dog all year long. And for what it's worth, Baylor has only been a dog twice, once against Kansas and the other time against Texas Tech, a game that they lost. So um, despite the fact that that – Baylor is favored here. Kansas has won three in a row in six or seven. 
five and two against the spread in that stretch. Their last gate, last three games, they're three and zero against the number and covered all those games by double digits. Kansas is number four in America in field goal percentage, shooting just under 50% from the field, 49.8. The wrong team is favored here. I'm going to lay a, a, a very substantial amount here on Kansas. I, I think, again, this is a spot here where they're giving too much love to Baylor as the home team. Kansas is better on all fronts. Baylor has not played well as of late, uh, and their offense has sputtered. This is a spot where I back the Jayhawks with a lot of confidence uh, on the road because they're just a better team. And I think Baylor has been very overrated throughout the year. All right, coming up next, uh, we will talk with Joe Ranieri of Wager Talk and Sports Grid. We'll know a lot of these college games where he is. Uh, we've got the NBA coming up as well. Stay with us. Plenty more to do on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. I appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us. Thanks for watching and listening to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Saturday brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinnit is America's number one nicotine pouch and available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head over to ZYN.com slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find to get your Zin today. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. Mark Zinno here. Appreciate everybody spending their Saturday morning with us as we get you set for a big slate of college basketball today, NBA this evening. And of course, next hour, we're looking towards the NFL uh, and the NFL draft, but excited to welcome in our next guest, <clears throat> excuse me, good friend of mine and one of the better handicappers I know. You can see him and hear him on Wager Talk and on Sports Grid. It's Joe Ranieri here on Point Spread Saturday. Joe, good morning and welcome. Good morning. You didn't have to get all choked up introducing me, Zinn. It's a, it's a pleasure here on a uh, on a Saturday, man. Always good to see you. And we got uh, we got a lot on tap here today. The uh, the home stretch here in the regular season of college hoops. So uh, I'm looking forward to a uh, to a big day here with a, uh, a lot of rematch opportunities to get a hold of. All right, let's start in the Big Ten, where Purdue uh, is in East Lansing taking on Michigan State. You know, I don't like the way Michigan State is playing as of late. Their offense is only averaging 68 points per game. And you look really up and down their resume, they really only have one signature quality win, and that was at Wisconsin, a team that went to East Lansing and beat them there. I don't think Michigan State's going to be left out of the tournament, Joe, but this is like feels like one of those spots where Michigan State is desperate for a win against a very talented Purdue team. They are. What the hell happened to Michigan State? And is. I mean, they started off 14-2, and 5-0, in the conference and then the wheels fell off and what are they seven of uh, 11 now that they've lost here they're trying to hold on and you're right desperate is exactly it but now you've got a purdue team that is rolling everything they throw ups in uh goes in the bucket here and at least that's what it's feeling like i mean of just about 50 percent they've been shooting here 
over the last three games. It's absolutely uh, bonkers. But the one thing we know about uh, this Purdue team is they uh, they lack perimeter defense. So the three is going to be available for Michigan State here. We know what that crowd's going to be like. They're going to be up. If they were ever to turn it around, it has to start here today. You're not going to beat Purdue in the paint. You're going to have to beat them from outside. Uh, so, And they'll have opportunities to do it. So the question is, do we trust the shooting of Michigan State to get it done from the perimeter? The only way they're going to win this game here is by being able to shoot lights out from three. Uh, it's a big number on the road for this Purdue team, and they exactly haven't been a covering machine lately either. No, and it's a number that's actually steaming in favor of Purdue. It was at three and a half yesterday, uh, moving all the way up to five there, as you just see. I just I wonder how much Michigan State is an answer for Zach Eady inside. Uh, the big seven-footer. I mean, it's the kind of game where he can just dominate, and uh, you're going to find yourself chasing routinely. And typically when three-point teams – Three-point shooting teams find themselves chasing. It's too many quick threes that miss that end up taking the, you know, turning the tide of the game on them. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is, and it's also it's interesting too. Hard to believe, but uh, Coach Painter has owned uh, this rivalry for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, they have had a ton of success in the past year against uh, Coach Izzo here and this Michigan State team, but. This is do or die. This is one of those games at home. If he's going to uh, sprinkle a little uh, is magic here, it better happen today. They need this game here in the Big Ten. And maybe just maybe with a game against Wisconsin on Tapio, I believe, Tuesday for Purdue, maybe they catch him sleeping here just a little bit because them and, uh, of course, Wisconsin at the top of the leaderboard there in the Big Ten, the number one spot. Could it be that maybe you catch them sleeping? Um, that number continues to rise. Um, I'm more. I'm feeling more like it's uh, it's the home dog or pass for me in this one. All right, let's switch to the SEC. Number six, Kentucky against number 18, Arkansas. A classic spot where you see the lower ranked team laying points to the higher ranked team. Uh, Arkansas has been fantastic at home this year, 15 and one straight up. Obviously they have the win against Auburn. They've had some, the win against Tennessee. They've had some really big spots here. I just, it's one of those things where I don't want to bet against Arkansas at home. And I certainly don't want to bet against Kentucky catching points. So I'm going to stay off the side. I'm going to look to the total big number, but I, I, it's one of those spots, Joe. I'm like, why fight it? You know, they, both these teams will want to push the pace. They enjoy playing that way. Uh, it should be a, a, a raucous crowd. It's really hard to outscore Kentucky. It's also really hard to slow them down offensively. And while Arkansas's defense is good, it's nothing special. I'll, I'll buy into a high total here and back the over. The uh, Bud Walton Arena is going to be out of control. It is out <laughs> of control. And it's been out of control uh, ever since Arkansas has gone on this unbelievable run, man, uh, it, it's crazy to think where they were when we started the season. Nobody was even talking about it. They weren't ranked. They weren't anything. It was muscle men, a whole bunch of transfers. Would he or wouldn't he put it together? Well, they put it together. In the meantime, Kentucky continuing to do Kentucky things, even without their two quarterbacks there. I mean, Wheeler and uh, and Ty Ty Washington ain't going to, again, not going to be in this game. They weren't in it for LSU, uh, but that just goes to show you the strength and the depth of the Kentucky Wildcats, except they also have this dude in the middle there, Oscar T, that is a absolute, he's a men among boys here, guys. And isn't West Virginia looking at that and going like, why? 
Why did he leave? Why go to coach? Like, why? Like, why? Well, I'll tell you why, because uh, look at the uh, look at the hype and look at this game coming up today. Do you want to step in front of the Arkansas train at home? I'm with you. I tend to think that uh, expect some points here in this one. We know what Musselman is. We're going to run up and down the court as fast as we can. We're going to throw up a bunch of shots. Uh, we're going to get defense. We're going to be great in transition. Uh, and it's worked. It's worked a lot for them there. And this kid, Note, is a beast. Uh, and the big guys got to have big days here. And I think both sides, this is going to be a war. I don't think it stays anywhere under 150. So uh, to me, it's all up and over here with Arkansas and Kentucky with you. All right, on to uh, number three, Auburn, traveling to Knoxville to take on the 17th-ranked Volunteers, uh, where Tennessee here is laying three-and-a-half points at home. I don't trust Auburn on the road. Joe, their last four road games were outright losses to Florida and Arkansas and a two-point win at Georgia, the worst team in the SEC, and a one-point win over Missouri, one of the other worst teams in the SEC. Uh, Tennessee has uh, got an amazing defense. Even though Auburn's offense is good, they were slowed down against Arkansas, Kentucky, and really against Bama. They only scored 73 against one of the worst defenses in America. Uh, so I just don't trust Auburn here on the road. It's really tough for me to back them. So I'll, I'll stick with Tennessee and lay the points. Another team that has benefited from the transfer portal, right? Like Walker Kessler, guys, was at North Carolina last year, like a mediocre North Carolina team. Nobody even heard of him. He comes here and look at him now. Him and Jabari Smith. The problem is Tennessee at home, undefeated, right? They have played their best basketball at home. They keep it rolling. But we're talking about a very spotty offense at times uh, with Tennessee. I mean, that game, uh, you know, what was it? A uh, They barely made it the first one to 50 wins uh, against Arkansas. I mean, that was ridiculous. Um, I do trust the offense of the Auburn Tigers. How do you not? I think they have more ways to be able to beat you. I think when they get out into transition, they're going to be able to do good things. So uh, Tennessee undefeated at home, but I think uh, I don't think there's any stopping this Auburn team. Too many weapons, too many ways to beat them. I think they get the job done uh, on their way to securing that number one spot in the SEC. All right, one more here, Swift to the Big Ten, uh, Big 12, rather, between Kansas and Baylor. Baylor laying three points. Joe, I think the wrong team is favored. I think ba Baylor's been highly overrated. They really only have, you know, one quality win against Texas. I know they beat Nova, but it was back in December, just a different team. Um, they beat Michigan State. What is that win really worth? I, I think the wrong team is favored here. Kansas, one of the best shooting teams in America. Uh, they've won three in a row. They've won their covered their last three by double digits. Uh, I know what's going on the road within the conference, but I'm, I have a lot of confidence here in Kansas to win this game outright, especially catching points. I love them in this spot. It's Listen, uh, I believe, uh, what, like game day is going to be there in Waco. It is going to be off the hook there tonight. The crowd is going to be there. The question is, who the hell is playing for Baylor? Um, and that seems to be a big question every day. I mean, the injury bug has, uh, has come and uh, hit them. I don't believe Cryer was there in the first matchup uh, in which Kansas kind of smacked him down. Revenge spot here at home. Baylor needs to get a win. I, you know, listen, as good as Kansas has been this year, we have seen where they have lapsed here, uh, Zinn. So to me, the home team needing a win. Cryer's going to be in this game. A couple of the other guys are going to be game time decision. Give me the home team here, man. Give me uh, give me Baylor to get it done against uh, KU and get the revenge. Love it. Great stuff. Joe Ranieri, Wager Talk and Sports Good. Always appreciate the time, brother. Thanks for doing it today. 
Have a great day, guys. Cash those tickets. All right, back with the NBA next point spread Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSEN's full court bracket betting coverage starting on Sunday, March 13th. Six hours of free live video streaming on VSEN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN College Hoops experts, including Greg's Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VSIN.com. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us here on VEASAN. I'll be joining you guys again tomorrow for Point Spread Sunday uh, as we get you through the end of February into March as we get ready for all of the madness. But stepping away from the young guys on the hardwood, let's get back to the NBA because we have a good slate of games coming up today. Um, in fact, seven games on the NBA slate Starting at noon today, uh, where the Celtics uh, are in Detroit, a very early tip here uh, between these two teams, and Celtics laying a big number on the road. Um, it's interesting because there's a lot of teams playing from a back-to-back today um, that played last night. Uh, and so it's that that situation where you really try to take advantage of teams on the back-to-back as, as the trends have backed the fact that they do not fare well on the ends of a back-to-back. So uh, I'll look at some of those games coming up here uh, in just a moment. I want to start with a big game on the schedule between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. That's an ABC game, 8.30 Eastern tip tonight. uh, As Milwaukee is laying nine and a half points at home to the Brooklyn Nets and a total of 234. These are two bad teams against the number and have been all year long. Milwaukee's only covered 43% of their games. Uh, That's in the bottom third of the league. And Brooklyn is the worst cover team in the NBA at 37%. Milwaukee is just 11 and 20 at home against the number this year. And Brooklyn just got rolled as nine point underdogs to Boston on Thursday night. Um, 
And Boston shot 40% from three in that game. Uh, and it just was not a really good matchup for the Brooklyn Nets. You know, you keep waiting for Brooklyn to put it all together. And they continue to be one of the teams that's still the favorite to win the title this year in the NBA. And you have to start to wonder if you can really back them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much the trade has impacted them as they go along. Again, they're still not getting their full complement back uh, of everybody. Still no KD. Obviously, Ben Simmons isn't ready to play yet. So you're waiting for this whole thing to unfold, but you just don't know how it's going to play out. Andre Drummond, the presence they finally needed in the middle. How much will he be effective against Giannis tonight? I think that's a big part of it. Uh, and this is a spot here for Brooklyn where, like, they have to start getting better and winning games. Listen to the stretch of games that the Nets have coming up. Uh, and, and all games in the East and all games against teams that they're likely going to see in the playoffs. So after today in Milwaukee, they get Boston again. They get, I'm sorry, they had Boston last night and they get Milwaukee today. Then they have Toronto two times. They have Miami. They have Boston, Charlotte, a high scoring team, and Philadelphia. That is their next run of games for the Brooklyn Nets. There is no rest. There is no soft spot in the schedule for the next week to 10 days for this team. And so it's like you got to start beating some of these teams now if you want me to have any confidence in you to do it down the stretch. Uh, obviously, it looks like they may get Kyrie Irving back as one of the rumors in New York saying now that they're going to lift the vaccine mandate uh, on indoor buildings coming up soon. So that should give them a little bit of a pun intended shot in the arm. Um, sorry, it was right there in a T. I had to hit it. Uh, but it should give them a little bit of a lift uh, when you talk about him playing more consistent consistently. Obviously, they're going to get Kevin Durant here soon. And uh, Steve Nash was saying that they may get Durant back before they actually see Ben Simmons. Uh, in uniform. And there were some rumors that game that I mentioned against Philadelphia, they're going to wait to bring Ben Simmons back until after that game, uh, whatever. I mean, you know, the sooner you get him in the lineup, the better. I'm not sure you see a reason to wait for this thing. Ben Simmons at some point is probably going to have to face his former teammates. Uh, you may as well get it out of the way early. I mean, and if those two play a playoff series together, oh dear Lord, I can only imagine what it's going to sound like uh, in Philadelphia when, when he shows up there. But regardless, you know, again, it's a big number for Milwaukee to lay. I'll, I'll back Brooklyn today. Hopefully they'll snap out of it. I keep waiting for them to have this kind of just like emotional lift from the trade deadline and everything else. But it's just too many points for Milwaukee. Um, again, this is not a team that really cares about winning games here down the stretch. I think to them, uh, it's it's just stay healthy. It's get yourself in good positioning, finish in the top four, and they'll be fine with it. So uh, I'll, I'll back Brooklyn today with a small play catching nine and a half points. Next game between Memphis and Chicago. This is going to be a fun one, man. Uh, this is going to be a great game tonight. Eight o'clock tip uh, on the East Coast between two of the highest scoring teams in the league. It looks like it's a pick them, uh, although that line has shifted to Bulls minus two, as you see there on the screen. Two of the highest scorers in the league and John Morant averaging 26.7 points per game. And of course, my guy DeMar DeRozan averaging 28.3 points per game. Memphis, number three in points per game as a team. Chicago, number seven. But the Bulls are the number two three-point shooting team in the East, uh, or in the NBA, rather, as well, right behind the Atlanta Hawks. I like the over in this spot. I'm not going to run from it. 236 is a very reachable number for both these teams. Um, to get to 120, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, the Bulls' D has been giving up 115 points per game 
over their last 10. Memphis has given up 112 points per game over their last 10. Um, both of these teams are 55% to the over this year. And in fact, Memphis's loss last night to uh, Minnesota, uh, or the other night rather, to Minnesota, uh, snapped a streak of eight straight overs for the Memphis Grizzlies. But Again, Chicago at home, uh, they are a great team to back offensively. I think this should be, again, a lot of fun. Uh, you're going to watch two guys, who, again, who love putting the ball in the bucket in John Morant and DeMar DeRozan go back and forth. I would expect a very fast-paced game. But this is also a great live bet scenario between these two teams. If it starts out slow and you get that total to drop you know, into the high 220s, I think it's a great spot to take advantage of a live betting if things start out slow. I don't think you're going to keep these two teams um, – from, from scoring on a routine basis. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of defense played. I think they'll enjoy playing at the pace that they are. Uh, and, and it certainly should, you know, favor a high scoring contest. Now let's get to some of these teams that are going to be on the back-to-back, -back, including a pair of back-to-backs with San Antonio at Miami. San Antonio last night played a double overtime game against the Washington Wizards, 157-153 San Antonio wins. Miami takes care of the Knicks in New York, 115-100. Uh, to 100. Miami laying a big number here at seven and a half and a total of 224. Um, Miami has won seven of eight, uh, but San, San Antonio is seven and five against the number on back to backs this year. Um, this is a spot here. Uh, both of these teams are good over teams. Miami is the best over team, 60% uh, to the over this year. And you look at San Antonio, 55% to the over this year uh, and a very reachable number at 224. This is one of these you got to wait to get to the window to see who's playing. Uh, will Jimmy Butler rest tonight? Who, will Miami rest starters tonight? Who knows? Um, but I would lean on the over here of 224 and probably back San Antonio. They're a really competent offense. Both of these offenses are, are top 10, but Miami's got a really good defense. Uh, they think they're fourth or fifth in the league. Uh, in defensive efficiency this year. So, you know, again, I think you have to wait to get to the window, but I also another great live betting spot here to see how the beginning of this game plays out, who's in and who's not, and and what that situation looks like. Uh, but again, I feel like the over is the play, and this is a spot where, you know, you can trust that both of these teams uh, and both of these offenses are going to score as long as they have their full complement of players. One more game to look at on a back-to-back uh, is the Toronto Raptors last night. Uh, Toronto loses in really bad fashion in Charlotte. They come to Atlanta to take on the Hawks here. The Raptors actually getting points here, getting two and a half uh, from Atlanta. Atlanta's been bad defensively uh, all around. Uh, you know, they've, they've allowed teams to give up 114 points per game over their last 10 games. The real question is, is how much will Toronto's bad shooting kind of bleed over into this game. You had Pascal Siakam uh, and, and company, Fred Van Fleet, a combined six for 25 from the field last night for just 16 total points between the two of them. I don't think that continues here. Um, I know it's tough off back-to-back, -back and you don't, you don't usually bet on teams on back-to-backs, but I, I just can't really back the Hawks given the fact that they're without John Collins offensively and him not being there defensively really matters to this team. Uh, they also may be without DeAndre Hunter, who's questionable for the game for Atlanta. Uh, it's not always a great spot to back a team on the back-to-back, -back, but uh, I can take the points of the Raptors here and feel good about the spot. Uh, they're a better team. They're a better shooting team. They're a more competent team, a uh, more complete team. Uh, and even though Atlanta is home and Toronto is playing in back-to-back -back nights, I'll take the points here uh, and think that the Raptors went out right. It's not even a, even a bad money line play to back Toronto 
because uh, they are just a better team. Than, and Atlanta has struggled offensively without John Collins. All right, when we come back, we'll switch back to college. It's blind resume time. We'll put blind resumes up on the screen. You try to figure out which team got the better odds to win the NCAA tournament. That's next year on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you watching and listening to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.